Hey folks, another week of Sucker Radio here on MMASucker.com as well as LastWordOnSports.com. I am your host, normally, Jeremy Brand, um, but this week, Nick Baldwin, good old prodigy himself, the little guy Nick Baldwin will be taking over the shotgun seat and uh, he'll be talking to you guys for a little bit about the news and whatnot and the happenings of the mixed martial arts world for the next 20 minutes or so. But before we get into the show, I just wanted to, you know, take a moment of silence. You guys probably don't know, but I just wanted for the family and friends of uh, Dylan Brown. He was a professional mixed martial artist up here in British Columbia. He passed away over the weekend. Um, and we had a post up on the Facebook page on MMA Saka's Facebook page. And, you know, it, we could see that it, it touched a lot of people and Dylan touched a lot of people, um, around the mixed martial arts community and his family and his friends on Vancouver Island. So we thought we'd just take a moment of silence here for Dylan Brown. Now, we wish the family and friends of Dylan all the best, and uh, our condolences go out to them, of course. And if you want, there are a few. There are actually three different um, funding pages set up, and, and we have them all over at MMA Saka Facebook page. My personal Facebook page, if you if you follow me on Facebook, you can check them out. Um, but help the family out because they're wanting to bring Dylan home, and they uh, are wanting to help with funeral costs and whatnot. The family needs your support. So without further ado, let's get right into this episode and sit back. Relax and listen to good old Nick Baldwin. This isn't Grandma's radio show. We talk about slobber knocking fights, ground and pound, rear naked chokes. Plug your ears if you don't want to hear it. It's coming up next, another brand new episode of Sucker Radio. Welcome back to another edition of Sucker Radio. Here on MMASucker.com, as well as LastWordOnSports.com. Go check out both of those fantastic websites after you're done listening to this edition of Sucker Radio. I am not Jeremy Brand. Jeremy Brand did not get a voice change. Uh, He was unable to record this edition of the show. So, I am Nick Baldwin. You may know me because I am a writer for MMASucker.com. And I have been a guest on this podcast before multiple times so you may have heard me on the show before but uh, this is the first time i'm stepping up as the Saka radio co-host so a thank you first off to jimmy brand for allowing me to host this week's edition of Saka radio we have no guests on this edition of Saka radio just me talking mma and uh, so that's what you're gonna get um first things first just some shout outs to our sponsors uh, we have ProAmBelts.com, check them out. We have FlowHouse.ca, check them out. Check out Fusion Fight Gear in BC. Check out True North Screen Printing, BC Kimonos, and finally, Unique Kennels. So thank you to those guys, to all of those companies um, for sponsoring Sucker Radio. We all appreciate it, of course. It is fight week. It seems like uh, it, it's fight week almost every week for the UFC. That's almost the case. Uh, we didn't have a card this past weekend, um, but some people are still recovering from 
UFC 196, Nate Diaz beating Conor McGregor from a couple weeks back. Um, this week, though, we have the UFC's return to Australia, uh, their uh, fight night card in Brisbane. Honestly, I really like this card. We have Frank Mir taking on Mark Hunt in the five-round heavyweight main event. Um, we also have the return of Hector Lombard, who's taking on Neil Magny in the uh, Fight Night's co-main event. I'm really looking forward to this one. Really looking forward to seeing um, how Lombard looks after the, lay- after the layoff. And, of course, after testing positive for steroids back after his a win over Josh Berkman back in January of 2015. So, really interesting co-main event there. Um, other fights on the card, we have Johnny Case, Jake Matthews squaring off in a lightweight matchup. Um, there, there's a few other good ones. Ross Pearson taking on Chad LaPreece. Um, This fight was just booked recently. Abel Trujillo was supposed to fight Ross Pearson in the uh, featured Fight Pass prelim. Uh, Abel Trujillo was not granted a visa into Australia. So Chad LaPreece, who was supposed to fight earlier on in the card, um, he was moved to the Pearson fight. Uh, LaPreece's original opponent, Alan Patrick, now meets UFC newcomer Damian Brown. Also on the fight past prelims, uh, Dan Kelly, Australian, uh, taking on Antonio Carlos Jr., uh, Steve Bosse, a Canadian, um, obviously up in, in up in Canada. We know him well as a former hockey player and things along those lines. He's uh, returning to the octagon against James Tahuna, who's also been out of action for a very long time, even longer than Bosse. He's been out since uh, June 2014 when he lost to Nate Marcourt. So that's going to be a very interesting middleweight matchup. You also got Beck Rawlings taking on CO He Ham in a woman's strawweight matchup. Uh, Alan Joban, friend of the show, taking on Brendan O'Reilly in a welterweight matchup. And one friend I'm really looking forward to is Dan Hooker taking on Mark Adiva on the Fox Sports 1 prelim card. Um, that That's going to be a really fun featherweight battle. Um, honestly, you could pick up Fight of the Night honors, um, depending how the rest of the night goes. Main event, let's quickly uh, talk about it. Um, it's a heavyweight fight between two guys that are most likely past their primes. Mark Hunt is already in his 40s. Frank Mir is uh, close to that. He's uh, past 35. I believe he's at the 36 mark. So, it's an interesting matchup, and it could go either way. I do favor Mark Hunt, though, to win in Australia uh, on, on Saturday night. Um, I, I think his knockout power is going to be what 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 uh, wins him this fight. I, I think if you're picking Mark Hunt, Mark Hunt, it's going to be by knockout. Um, Frank Mir does have a does have a clear path to victory, though. Um, taking Hunt down grinding him out, and then eventually getting the submission. But Mark Hunt, it's been a while since he's been tapped out, and it's been a while since Mir has uh, has focused on his jiu-jitsu and, and his ground game inside the octagon. He's really improved his striking over the past few years. He showed that off over the past few years past few years as well with recent knockouts over Antonio Bigfoot Silva and Todd Duffy although I don't put a ton into those two wins people were saying Frank Beer is on this resurgence but I kind of disagreed um I just don't uh, think the Bigfoot and Duffy knockouts were as impressive as some people were making them out to be um he's coming off that lackluster loss to Andre Arlovsky um 
I just don't know how much he has left in the tank. It's not like Mark Hunt has uh, much more, if any more. But I think it's going to come down to knockout power because I don't think Mir is going to uh, take him down multiple times and, and go for that choke. Even though he said so, I think he'll stand for enough time anyways for Hunt to be able to get that knockout. Um, Coin event, I actually lean Neil Magny here. Um, not because Hector Lombard has been out of action for uh, over a year. That That's part of it. Um, some people are saying, yeah, he's not going to look the same off of steroids. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's the case. What I, the reason I'm picking Magny is because of the size advantage here. He has a nine inch reach advantage, which is big. He's a lot taller and he has quite a, a big leg reach advantage as well, which is something not too many people realize and talk about. I think Neil Magny will be able to keep Hector off of him for three rounds, use kicks, use strikes, and uh, I think he'll be able to keep him off and take home a unanimous decision in the coming event of UFC Brisbane. Pick, meanwhile, picking up the biggest win of his career um, with a win over a top contender in Hector Lombard. However, Lombard can get inside, grind him out, or even knock him out. Magny has shown that his chin maybe isn't the best. So if Lombard lands, it could be lights out, but I'm not so sure he lands. Um, but it is a close fight. And it's one I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, so yeah, that, that's UFC Brisbane. Um, this past weekend, I want to quickly go over Prestige FC 2. I uh, was had the opportunity, opportunity to cover that fight um, from the arena in Regina, Saskatchewan. It was a fantastic local card. Um, it aired live on uh, Fight Network, so if you're up in Canada and get the Fight Network, I really hope you were able to uh, find time to check that out on uh, on last Saturday because it was one heck of a show. Uh, Nick Rhodes picking up the uh, submission win in the main event over Kurt Southern. Honestly, I did a uh, recap of this card, and I said that this really could uh, contend with Fight of the Year with high-profile UFC fights. It was such a good fight. Both swung for the fences from start to finish with uh, Nick Rhodes eventually locking up the Darth Choke in the third round. Very early on in the third round, may I add, um, one heck of a fight. Nick Rhodes is your new Prestige FC featherweight champion. Uh, Co-main event, Charmaine Tweet wins the uh, woman's 145-pound belt, the inaugural Prestige FC women's featherweight championship. With a decision over Jesse Mealy, um, it, it was her ground control and basically her advantage everywhere that won her the fight. But Mealy did uh, take it to her, especially early on. Um, fairly interesting fight. Um, however, Tweet, uh, th- this win didn't come without any controversy. Um, Tweet did miss weight the day before, but uh, was still allowed to fight with the belt on the line in a five-round affair. So, kind of interesting situation. Um, other fights on the card, Keith the Banana Smetana picking up a first-round choke win over Devin Smith. You got uh, Sean Quinn picking up a win over Chris Day. Uh, Mary Ushanskevich uh, uh, picking up a uh, a uh, finish win over Mike, Micah Breakfield. Micah Breakfield, who is, of course, a guest of the show, uh, a friend of the show, I should say, um, he he did not answer the bell, so Micah Break or so Mary Hughes was awarded that 
a second round finish victory um, in a very fun fight, grappling uh, exchanges galore. So if you're a fan of jiu-jitsu and things along those lines, you definitely uh, should have checked that fight out if you did not. And and hopefully you can find video or, or something like that and uh, watch the entire card because it was one heck of a fight. Um, Fairly big news week. Uh, Matt Mitrione is headed over to Bellator after... Uh, Testing the free agency market, he decided that UFC maybe isn't going to pay him as much as Bellator. He says he's uh, making six figs now over in Bellator. Whether or not that's accurate, I'm not the one uh, to say say whether or not that's accurate. But uh, hopefully, he was able to find that he, he was worth uh, more than the UFC was paying him. We always like seeing fighter pay go up rather than go down. Um... So yeah, I, I'm happy for Matt Mitrion to uh, land a deal with Bellator. Hopefully he'll uh, get a high-profile fight soon, possibly even a title shot. Um, I think it was a good move. Um, two two losses in a row to Brown and Rothwell in the UFC. He, he uh, really wasn't any close uh, to becoming a top contender anymore. He was on that streak for a little while, but... Um, his days in the UFC are are over for now anyways, and uh, probably for good, but good for him for uh, stepping up and signing to Bellator. I think we see this happen more and more in the future with with uh, the Reebok deal and things like that. Roy McDonald, is, uh, he's on his way to uh, becoming a free agent after his uh, fight with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson at UFC Ottawa in the main event later this year. He will officially be a free agent. This is a guy that he um, is one of the best welterweights in the world. I do see him resigning with the UFC, but man, would that be huge if Roy McDonald, who is currently in his in, in the prime of his career and honestly one of the best welterweights out there right now, that would be huge if Bellator is able to pick him up or, of course, an, an, another organization like One Championship. But I think uh, Bellator would probably be... Um, would probably have the best chance of picking up picking him up if UFC wasn't interested. But I find it hard to believe UFC will not resign him because I do think uh, this guy is a future UFC champion. I think he's at that level where he nearly beat Lawler. He's still young. He'll be in the game when Lawler is not. And I do think uh, the UFC would be making a big mistake if they don't resign him after his uh, fight with Wonderboy, win or lose. Fight announcements, we got Kane Velasquez taking on Travis Brown. That fight is not official, but targeted. And uh, that was announced by Ariel Helwani on UFC Tonight for UFC 200. The first fight booked for for that landmark event on July 9th from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. A fight targeted, um, recently reported by SureDog.com. Anderson, the Spider Silva, who uh, recently lost to Michael DeCount Bisbing in the main event of UFC London last month, he's uh, he's targeted to take on Uriah Hall at May's pay-per-view card UFC 198. Very interesting matchup, not the one I was expecting, but um, definitely I'll take it. Um, absolutely, that's going to be a fun fight. Can be a fun fight. Could also be um, a bit of a letdown. Finally, Chris Cyborg is uh, possibly going to be making her UFC debut finally, also at UFC 198. No fight has been booked. Her signing has not been made official, but 
Ariel Helwani reported on Wednesday's uh, UFC Tonight that the UFC is looking at getting uh, Chris Cyborg on that UFC 198 pay-per-view card in Brazil. Um, Katzen Gano recently said that she has some big news coming up. She looks in fight shape, so that fight uh, may be the one that's uh, happening, although there's no confirmation at this time. So that does it from me. This was a quick episode of Sucker Radio. I hope you guys enjoyed this edition of Sucker Radio. Um, it, it, I, I think it was a good episode. We went through UFC Fight Night, Brisbane, some news. Um, fairly quiet news week, but of course, just yesterday uh, night, those two massive fights were uh, announced. Um, not officially, but targeted. So hopefully those uh, get we, we get some confirmation in the near future uh, for those two fights. And I, I would like to see Cyborg um, square off with someone in May. And that does it for this edition of Sucker Radio. Thank you again to Jeremy Brand for allowing me to host this weekend's edition of the show. Uh, one more time, thank you to our sponsors, ProAmBelts.com, FloatHouse.ca, Fusion Fight Gear, True North, True North Screen Printing, BC Kimonos, and finally... But not last but not least, Unique Kennels. They've been providing healthy and affordable bulldogs for the past 30 years. Thank you to you guys for tuning in. Whether that means you're on MMASucker.com or LastRunOnSports.com or iTunes or Stitcher. No matter the case, thank you guys for listening in. Go review Sucker Radio. Go rate us on iTunes. We appreciate each and every review we get. Good or bad. Preferably good, but... If you don't like the show, be honest. We prefer honesty over five-star ratings automatically. That's my thoughts anyway. Maybe Jeremy Brand disagrees with that, but nevertheless, it doesn't really matter. Just go review us and rate us, and uh, we'll be happy. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at NickUFC. You can check out my writing at MMASucka.com, BloodyElbow.com, MMAJR.co My other podcast Or my podcast I should say MMA Junior Radio Check it out And uh, with that I'm out